ിയുംറി Hi, hello and welcome to the Great Indian Brand Wagon. There was a time when anything foreign was considered cool. Western aspirations have for long teased mass Indians into a spree of consumption. Waiting enthusiastically for cousins returning from abroad, taking in that foreign-infused air from their bags and being excited beyond means by the chocolates, perfumes, shoes and all the inane stuff they bought from their dollar stores there. Times are a-changing. Research has shown that 60% of Indians are now ready to pay extra for products that are made in India. There is an increased curiosity and excitement over exploring local roots and flavours. natural and ayurvedic products in personal care local flavors in packaged foods and hand woven or locally sourced fabrics in clothing somehow the indian consumer isn't as smitten by western products anymore the ideas of prosperity that the west propounded have somewhere been colored the comfort of buying something indian something that is familiar is a new anchoring that the consumers seem to be finding in this alienating world Welcome to the Great Indian Brand Wagon, the podcast on brands, branding, culture and consumers. I'm your host Ritu Modi Kamdar, founder and managing director of Jigsaw Brand Consultants, and today I have with me a very good friend Sukumar Menon, founder and creative director of Black Swan Life and Advertising Agency. Suku and I have known each other for long and we've had many interesting conversations over breakfasts. I always have felt the need to invite him onto a platform where more people can hear these conversations. Thanks so much Suku for being a part of this show. Today's topic specifically is something that I've been mulling over for a while now. It's also a space that I'm quite excited to see grow over the years. There's also something very satisfying about this new wave of nationalism or return to Indianism that I'm seeing around. you know this whole choosing to be indian use indian propound indian kind of a mindset what do you think of this suku hi ritu thanks for having me over and it's great to have this conversation one more conversation on a new topic with you you're right you're right ritu the return to indianism has been happening for quite some time uh, there is a surge and then there is a lull and then there is a repeat you know it goes in this kind of a cyclical thing 
and it has been finding its way but i feel slowly and surely it's finding its voice now and i have a feeling it's here to stay now and and there are many factors actually responsible for that um i would say the the origin story or the source credential is one of them you know you see uh, some brand stories they find their credentials which are far more compelling uh, within its own region or country and uh, some find credence in foreign lands like you yourself just a while back spoke of natural and ayurvedic products personal mm-hmm. care you know right. local flavors packaged foods hand woven or locally sourced fabrics and clothing and such now all these things have a sort of an advantage of being in the regional local space and if done right and when done right uh, the brands that are locally grown have a have a unfair advantage and the operative word the operative sentence is when done right right so uh, people are discerning but if you get you get your story right your authentic in the way you are expressing the story then there are takers to that so there is a origin story advantage which locally grown local homegrown brands have over brands which are coming from international shores but at the same time there are there are there are uh, in our minds we have uh, given certain aspirational value to uh, certain categories which find a lot of credence coming from the international shores so a lot of it depends on what kind of how compelling your origin story is you know having said that the other aspect if you look at uh, a little deeper into the thing is the is there there is an inherent need to fill the want gaps that we have you know and these gaps used to be far wider in earlier times you know and what happens with when you have the you know wider want gaps is that the craving is to craving to fill the gap is even more you know and therefore there is this thing which you spoke of you know uh, waiting for cousins who are coming from abroad and you know any right. any and all thing western you're kind of leaning towards you know wanting to so there is a craving for that because you're not getting it readily no. in your space correct you know so that's one thing which doesn't exist anymore with today's you know uh, what i call the one click buy today deliver yesterday generation and and in that space when that happens so when there is a sort of ready availability of things at your fingertips what comes into play is choice right you know and and with ready availability of most things global there is choice a plenty there's a problem of plenty for the new indian consumer right and and what choice essentially does is that it it reduces craving you know craving of things which otherwise were superficial uh, in its westernization and and it kind of opens the door for this new kind of indianism which again like i said before when done right has the opportunity to play on a certain equal footing and again you know uh, there was a time when we were kind of not sure of how we would compete with the you know brands from abroad and all those things but i don't think that exists now hmm. uh, now it's kind of because those choices are there you're in the whole mix of things and you're you know you want to take it on 
uh, on a sort of equal footing the thing is it's not um, all anki dori also it's like there will be 10 things and out of which three will find uh, some sync with people at large right you know so because the consumer having that choice this new indianism is finding a certain voice it's you so you, you know, think it's a, it's a generational thing in the sense that it's a it's a generation which hasn't necessarily grown up in the craving space you know so there's a generation uh, which is pretty much i mean the pre millennial generation has grown up craving for uh, things that are western whereas uh the millennial generation has probably seen um, you know with, with the markets opening up and with a lot of things readily available which is uh, which is what you said the one click buy today deliver yesterday generation um is it something that you're seeing this whole return to indianism and this this fact that there is choice um and there is abundance which is what is causing them to kind of look homewards because you have choice you're willing to experiment right mm. and people are a little bit more uh, uh, they want to understand the brand a little bit more the audience of today they want to know a little bit more about where it's coming from it's not just the product but the experience right right so uh, experience is very important and experience is delivered through a certain story you know mm. and what is the story about where is it coming from you know so a lot of indie brands are taking up have grown like that right and there is a founder story attached to that correct you know? and we are all kind of we we like to hear these stories right of kind of um homegrown entrepreneurs people uh, the, who are like us david and goliath thing yes. right yes. yeah the david and goliath and, yes and there is there's a huge david and goliath. The, the, the millennials are in that space for hmm. various factors you know they are in the david space and they kind of subscribe to all things david probably you know naturally there's a leaning towards that mm, mm, mm. so in in that space lot of independent brands have found a lot of voice in whatever countries they may be correct and in our case yes you know uh, it's not just it's not just something which is happening only in india but it's happening everywhere the localization uh, part of it something that's not to um, uh, you know kind of the whole david and goliath bit that you spoke about was very interesting is the fact that i think we're somewhere uh, becoming a generation of consumers who are trying to shun you know mass made and uh, wanting to kind of get yes. back into the local space and try and sustain and try and support uh, small businesses is that what you're saying yes yes is that uh, archetypal that mm. story of of doing things against all odds right and having a certain authenticity in doing that a certain honesty in doing that and that shows i think people are able to smell that right now mm. you know uh, people are able to get that i don't think you need to go and kind of uh, defend your space anymore as long as you're doing it in a certain way right you know so which is why a lot of these big brands are kind of wanting to recalibrate how they go about doing their things right they they want to kind of get into that indie space in their own way yeah the you know, indie so. space now that's that's the interesting thing here so traditionally what has happened with a lot of the global brands is that they've entered into the market with uh, very little insight into the indie consumer the indian consumer 
and uh, mm. i think a lot of the insights that they also have captured up are a little dated now to my uh, knowledge i mean i think there is a new indie space that seems to be emerging uh, you know one that uh, thrives on pride one that thrives on a certain kind of nationalism not politicized necessarily but something that kind of is yes. um, you know is confidence in in my country and um, you know the ability of my country to reflect my values and there's there is an allegiance of sorts also that seems to exist um i think global brands seem to be missing that pulsating energy that uh, indian consumers are now exhibiting uh, what do you think about that no very very interesting point ruto and that's true absolutely true there are a lot of these global brands who want to kind of adopt the indian way of doing things and some are able to do and some kind of way uh, fall by the wayside but uh, this uh, what you spoke of the return to indianism i don't see that as a swell or you know as a tide then kind of which something recedes yeah. you know i see it as something which is here to stay and in in your introduction you very uh, eloquently put that whole thing of nationalism and you know indianism and to me yeah, it's very important to sort of excavate that a little bit you know so nationalism and indianism to me they are like two sides of the same coin mm mm-hmm. nationalism has a certain uh, superficial layer of jingoistic branding mm. to it you know uh, which like i said is like a rising swell wherein a lot of opportunistic communication kind of happens right you know but i feel that it doesn't stay for long it doesn't sustain it is not self sustaining like for example all those uh, new indias filling the blank or indias new filling the blank mm. kind of stuff you know so they're trying to kind of ride on a certain fervor right uh, but what i'm more interested in is the indianism space and it's not the in your face be indian by indian correct you know it is it is so because we are so it's it's not a put on pretense but an expression of we are comfortable in our collective skin kind of thing lots of brands are doing that very well in our local space in our indian space like paper boat and forest essentials social beera and so many of them yes now these are brands i can only make an educated guess about how they went about doing things but at my end i can talk about the brand campaign that we did for uh, again a very local indian brand called society tea and the campaign was called for the tea society called india hmm. now the thing is society tea is a regional brand you know but a fairly large regional brand with a sizable market share and now it has national aspirations so in the context of this discussion as in if i were to allude to this discussion we tapped into the indianism of chai mm. you know and then serendipity happened we flipped society tea and it became tea society india is a tea society that's an irrefutable truth that's a top of heap inside and it's the way we went about showing that you know uh, it all we did was showing people having tea across the length and breadth of india at a very base level it can be very it can turn out very very cliched because you're just showing people having tea but it existed in the nuances it right. it existed in understanding how people engage with a beverage which is a part of their everyday life you know it's not a time out it's uh, something which is part of whatever they do you know uh, a tailor going about his job as a cup of chai next to him 
you know while he's engaging in his yeah. profession so yeah that's what we captured and we got photo essays to capture that and uh, the way it was shown was you know show this show this everyday engagement with this national beverage of ours but capture it with the lens of a certain surrealism you know magical surrealism mm-hmm. and that's how it was captured now it's a reflection of how we are you know it is not trying to not trying to make you something not trying to make you not trying to spoon feed not trying to you know yeah. be jingoistic about it not chest thumping none of that this no, no, just no patriotic no not for no exactly and it could easily be that right and uh, being a regional brand it could do that you know a much loved regional brand you know so a complete newbie brand can't take a position like this but a brand with a very sizable market share trying to go go into you know different parts of the country could say something like that so all it did was it attached to an insight a space which is easily understood by everyone therefore there was a lot of love that happened that was transferred to the brand because it identified that hmm, hmm. you know and so the whole piece of being regional local identifying with something which is the subtext of the subtext of, of india yeah the subtext yeah, the subtext of, of chai hmm. you know the subtext of chai and therefore chai is equivalent to indianism correct you know correct. chai is equivalent to indianism and and then uh, showing that you know instead of india's so and so i love the i love the two spaces you spoke about the nationalism versus the indianism uh, and you know the nationalism narrative has kind of gained a lot of prominence thanks to the politics of our country and a lot of people uh, a lot of brands as well as consumers have taken on that stand with a lot of fervor uh, and almost unapologetic expression right uh, it's like the way to show your indian identity by wearing a bandi or you know by by dressing your brand up in the indian flag <laughs> or uh, by saying the kind of things that you just did you could have very well kind of shown society tea as the brand or as the tea of india or the tea that made india or you know kind of chest thumping it in that sense but i think uh, the beauty of uh, this is the fact that uh, you know picking up the subtext of culture uh, and then putting it out there so that people relate to it right and i think that's the part that brands essentially need to be able to do because i think there's a shift uh, this entire conversation that i'm having with you is because somewhere i saw a shift yeah and i yes. i see that shift like you know just for example rujuta divekarization of uh, health for example i mean if you've seen the yes. kind of content that she puts out and uh, i'm very very fascinated by that whole um, narrative that she has on turning back to your roots and the fervor with which a lot of the people who follow her uh, believe in what she is trying to say and the fact and the comfort that it gives people also Yes. Right. It's a return to the Indian model, and I think this whole return to Indianism uh, bit is something that's that's very very exciting. I mean, there are a lot of brands, like you said, Bira is doing it, and Social, and you know, uh, a lot of interesting brands. Bombay Shirt Company is doing it, and exactly. a lot of a exactly. lot of great brands are doing it in a in a fantastic way. You know, and it's not about the Hathi Godas. It's not about Chase that uh, we've seen growing up. Uh, 
there's a new uh, conversation that needs to be had you know there's a new estate yes. that needs to be born out of this uh, yes. and you know that's the uh, that's the part that i'm kind of interested in that you know from here how do we take this into a more evolved and a more nuanced conversation that brands should be able to take up about what is this whole indianism conversation uh, meant to be you know how should this indianism conversation kind of move from from where it is today and like you very rightly said there are very niche brands that are doing it right it's not yes. i mean not every yes. brand is being able to kind of pick up that pulse it's, it's yes. the smaller it's the more local it's the more homegrown kind of brands who are wanting to stay within a very niche set of people they are the ones who are taking this up uh, in a very big way and they're speaking about it and they're they're unapologetically indian uh, but at the same time there is a there is a certain kind of an evolved mindset that they speak about but this isn't still going mainstream it hasn't kind of move to a to a mainstream space you know so what do you think about that do you see almost like an opportunity that brands need to kind of take up over here uh, it's an evolution there is a evolution in thinking that happens gradually right so right now we are finding a lot of takers like you said for a lot of indie brands sort of independent brands breaking out from the system taking on the goliaths and thriving so when i said in the beginning that this emergent indianism is here to uh, stay is predicated on that on the on that space that um, evolving space that we are having that we are kind of experiencing right now and i i would call it an emergence not a resurgence yeah i like that There, i like i like that it's not a resurgence it's an emergence it's an emergence because uh, this kind of new indianism that you're talking to there is no reference we don't have a reference from the past you know uh, and like we discussed sometime back it lies in the subtext and the subtleties and nuances and in those nuances you have you have design aesthetics and all those things finding new expressions right you right. know and like if you sort of try to understand the cultural space and all those things like we want to kind of pinpoint where we exist in this you know uh, in this context of indianism right now i would say it there is this intersection of you know there's an indo western sensibility you know it is not entirely indian you know uh, and for various cultural reasons and all those things it is because there is a huge leaning towards all things western too so there is a, a amalgamation of both you know there is a sort of nice fusion fusing of both that is happening as we speak you know so it is not this versus that it is not black or white you know there's a nice space in between that is occupying you know the intersection of tradition and contemporary if i have to give an example japanese design you know it has its very own very own unique identity you know right. and that identity has evolved over many centuries you know they had this edo period you know where they were very an inclusive society cut off from the rest of the world but everything thrived in that period arts culture and everything so it's a sort of a resultant effect of all of that you know it's a very inclusive space but in its inclusive space it created a language which is which is so distinct from the rest of the world in our case it's not that we are a sort of a melting pot of many 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 different cultures you know that is over the many centuries so what we are finding right now or is that certain sense of inner confidence that we are finding is in this space of 
that there are certain aesthetics which are not from a very touristy lens of Hathigoda Palki, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, not the rickshaws and, you know, all those things, doing that sort of, that kind of iconography. But uh, from a very evolved confidence space that there is more that you can draw from this huge deep well of culture you know that you can extract from and you can use those aesthetics you know for our own good but married with a certain western sensibility which we are also Excellent. which we are also hmm. yeah which we which which is not a forced one this how it is Out we are like a, yes yeah it's the second largest english speaking country in the world correct you know so uh, it is it is so big it because we are so right so there is a certain it, it, we don't have to be uh, flag waving nationalistic to be indian we can okay. be very comfortable all of us in our own collective skin and have find an expression which is unique these are the green shoots of that growth right so it starts like that then that voice finds a much larger resonance and then in that same space you can scale it up or become bigger like if i have to give a, an example of another brand that we handle it's called tea culture of the world and it's acquired by society tea again it's a it's a premium indian uh, herbal tea brand mm. and it classic david versus goliath kind of thing and it exists along with the twinings and the twgs of the world you know and it has a clientele which swears by the product you know and the experience so that whole thing of product experience i would put a little period in between you know product full stop experience so both are important so mm-hmm. if the experience is great people will will reciprocate you know there is a certain reciprocity that happens if you give people great products right and what happens is that uh, because these people have discovered this they become part owners in some sense of the brand right. you know and then they kind of paid forward you know they share it you know and i'm not talking about social media sharing or anything that also but they share the experience and the product with other people and there's a word of mouth thing happens right. which then catches mm-hmm. a tipping point and goes so now if you have a brand like this which is kind of competing with in a space which otherwise is occupied by these very highbrow brands you know from for international brands it is purely on the strength of a certain experience that the product has given you mm. you know and it is not drawing from anything which is in which is like the classic indianism what you spoke of right the certain indian iconography it is not it is not borrowing from that correct correct you know it is a western sensibility space but very confident in its indian skin yes yes you know? so it is not posturing well. as a western brand yeah you know it is not posturing it is not trying to fake it till you make it sort of space it's not trying you know? to ape the the western brand it's it's in a confident space i love i love that you know and i think that is it's in itself the the word confidence is is really what is the is the insight here from a consumer space also if you look at the consumers today also i think we have a generation of confident indians i mean they are confident 
as a as a race today uh, and we are okay. confident to be in our own skin we are confident of of being able to uh, represent ourselves to the world uh, and i don't think that that gap really exists anymore for which i think we are also in a space to be able to embrace brands who are speaking in that same confident language and i love that Absolutely. i love the way you put it right now having a resonance of those aesthetics uh, or of that confidence in aesthetics you know having a resonance of that of that deep seated uh, satisfaction of of who i am and being able to kind of see that come alive exactly. in a exactly yeah. very well put yeah, yeah, know, yeah. i think that yeah. is something yeah. that a brand that who i am yes who i am was slightly what do you say in a flux dilemma a flux right before. for a long time yeah, yes. yeah who i am was kind of you know because everything was so black and white and everything right. was so defined and all those things you kind of trying to put a finger on you know who this person is who is the indian consumer yeah. who because, is the indian consumer exactly and and because of which we we define it in a very stereotypical way correct you know so used to define it in a very stereotypical way and therefore the cliches and therefore all of those things you know because you're not able to get into the nuance of it you're not able to understand the subtleties of it Hmm. you know hmm. because the subtleties didn't exist because right. there was no overt expression of those subtleties uh, i'm saying that's a paradox but when you have a certain uh, good size, size of, of, of yeah. populist correct which is uh, veering towards a certain kind of aspiration and all those things then that one can spot and hmm. one one can spot that then one can kind of you know poke into it you know can dissect it can understand it can intellectualize over it and all those things so that's what has been happening you know and various factors like we discussed you know is responsible for that the overall evolution of indians as race you know and the fact that we have a voice we have a stance we have a position um, and i think you know when when as consumers we kind of see that all around i think we ourselves are confident in our own skin we don't need an event to find find uh, ourselves yeah find our identity correct you know it was very event based or this whole thing of you know uh, being very ancient and being all you don't need a specificity to find that you know you, it, it is so because it is so you you know it so that confidence comes when you are slightly more uh, worldly wise right and worldly, worldly wise, yeah but, i love yeah. that yes It also the ability happen. to embrace what's happening outside in the world this is not about kind of trying to stay within your ice walls yes. you know you're not trying yes, to kind yes, of isolate yes. yourself and trying and create a uh, a space of your own which is very very ethnocentric this is not about ethnocentrism this is also about yes. being able to embrace the worldliness of of everything and putting that within our own context uh, i think and that only comes out of a confident space absolutely yeah I mean what you said uh, earlier also uh, so quite I quite uh, resonated with that uh, with saying that you know there's a there, there's an amalgamation of the western with the indian right and that amalgamation is something that uh, is an interesting space in itself there's another space that also exists in this whole indianism nationalism narrative which is this whole relinquish uh, the west and embrace the east in the sense embrace swadeshi or return to swadeshi yeah which is, yes, which is yes, what a, yes. this is what a patanjali would do or which is what a rajendra yes, does yes. and you know it's yes, yes, that's a space yes. in itself that's about trying to kind of get out of that uh, that whole western mindset and trying to return back home versus yes. what you mentioned very interestingly which is that you know there is there is a certain contemporization of the indian mindset um with an equal balance of the western 
with the indian yes yeah so can yes. we kind of talk a little bit more about this because this is very interesting because you know we've seen the patanjali's of the world uh yes, you know, yes, yes, gaining yes. a lot of prominence also i mean they've gained a crazy amount of popularity in the country and you know there are still other brands i think uh, i think there is another language apart from what patanjali is trying to say absolutely absolutely and very very well put through because uh, and it's very interesting you know if you kind of dive into this space uh, and what we earlier speaking about the soul nationalism and indianism as you know two aspects of it now there are people who are kind of superficially exploring that nationalistic space like a, what was talking about the new india fill in the blank and india's new fill in the blank kind of thing but there is an audience for both you know so if you understand it right uh, and the example that you mentioned patanjali and all there is an audience there is a big big audience for that and when done right it does find hmm. relevance you know and it finds its audience and the there is a reciprocity and all those things and in in that space of relinquish all things west and you know return to swadeshi space and which is kind of the mood that everyone wants to stoke in these times and some brands do it because they are that right like they don't have a choice to be anything else but that they find their audience you know yeah. so and potentially being the case for that you know but at the same time there is a forest essentials you know which is uh finding completely in, in that other space that we were talking about it finds its audience in in that slightly evolved space uh where in that nuances and in that the other side the indianism side of it you know and but as long as you get the source credentials right you do reach your audience hmm. and uh i feel that in the context of brands which are indian bred riding on a nationalistic fervor Hmm. in that space you know you have indian the brands which do so have a unfair advantage a lot of western brands are kind of touching that thing as in they they can't do much but just you know do that little bit of jingoism and hmm. and it kind of falls through you know uh, but in the second one the other uh, space of indianism is is an open playground you know and just by being indian is not enough there has to be more to that there is more that i'm expecting out of you than just being indian or just have that design or that mm. cliched iconography or any of those things you i'm expecting a little bit more from you and in that space you are you're competing with anyone who has a strong origin story you know and you're competing probably on equal footing with a lot of western brands who western have a strong well. origin okay. story all mm. at the same time you know so both do exist there is a parallel thing which is existing and there is audience for both you know big audience for both like an example of a western brand getting into the indian space and doing it extremely well is the whole coca cola mm. you know thanda matlab coca cola space you know now that has got a complete indian you know nuanced subtext everything understood very well and executed beautifully you know so that's an nice classic example of a very popular western international brand you know nicely uh, adapting to an indian sensibility and site beautifully and mm. then you have the same time you have a indian brand like thumbs up mm. you know which does a very western uh concept like a parkour running or free running and 
you know that's as western as it can get that right. sense and doing that you know because it's built on a certain western aspirations mm. right i think most people know that thumbs up is an indian brand but it kind of stands for something which is which finds resonance in those extreme sport things which is the purview of western way of looking western at things as india yeah correct yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see that there are western brands that are coming into the country or are in the country and have been able to over the years pick up these subtexts and you know kind of be relevant and resonate with this consumer but i also feel that a lot of niche brands are getting it right you know because i think they have the yeah, fact yeah, that they're actually. niche uh i think the fact that their niche is what is probably allowing them to also experiment with this new aesthetic i think the larger brands probably don't have the capacity to experiment here uh, but i think uh, a lot of the larger brands probably have a thing or two to learn from some of these niche brands you know and i'm talking about the brands you mentioned like bira forest essentials kama um, i've been looking at what bombay shirt company has been doing and the experience that they've uh, created um yes. brand yes. or brands like yes. napadori um you yes. know these are obhin and uh, i think i think these are just fantastic brands which have created such a new uh, evolving aesthetic which resonates so beautifully with this evolving globalized indian consumer um and i also think it's about a typology that's a new typology of sorts or a new archetype if you were to say so uh, that kind of seems to be emerging you know someone like the new indian is this worldly you know consumer who's who's educated who's traveled who's probably uh, you know kind of been around the place but still has uh, has a very strong uh, confidence in being indian and likes to wear his indianism on his sleeve um, and Absolutely. at the same Absolutely. time embraces everything indian uh, as naturally as he embraces everything western yes yes you know? exactly exactly it's not exactly. an either exactly not or. an either or it's not an either or you know yeah. Yeah. it is it's one foot one foot is firmly planted in this space and the other is firmly planted in this space and i think you know, so for many years in fact uh, you know this particular either or was never really allowed you know i think somewhere consumers were kind of confused of of whether they want to be swadeshi and whether they want to be indian and nationalistic and patriotic or whether they are western right and i think a lot of the generations which uh, you know post uh, uh, i would say you know through the socialistic space and for that matter you know even in the the last 30 years uh, post liberalization yeah. and globalization i think we we as indians kind of were almost uh, confused about which stance to take you know whether we we need to take the stance of being indian um and patriotic or whether we can allow ourselves to kind of go out into the world and explore i think we've done our exploring and we've come back and we are now yes. capturing yes. a new space of sorts which uh, i think is this new indian consumer which now i think the world needs to look at a little differently from what it did a couple of years back very well put that's exactly the last thing that you said you need to look at this this new emergent indian consumer in a with a different lens you cannot apply the lens of before correct correct yeah super thanks uh, suku i have always struggled with my indian identity never really sure if it was okay to be indian at heart but western in my ways growing up i almost felt like i was betraying my country if i chose to adopt a more western way of life maybe there were many more like me out there who grown up with this burden of patriotism 
having seen it almost shoved down our throats through a deep conditioning over the years. But there is this new consumer that's rising out of the ashes today. One who's coming from a far more confident place than the ones before. What I picked from this very interesting conversation with Sukumar is that it isn't black or white really. You don't need to choose western over indian. Indianism today is about being able to embrace the world with a confidence in one's own skin. And this collective confidence is what's giving rise to a completely new space that a lot of niche brands are being able to pick on. Now, it's only time if the larger brands, if if more marketers out there are able to capture this pulsating new energy that this new indian consumer is talking about. If you like what we've discussed and you'd want to talk more, you can reach me on rutu at jigsawbrands.com. I'll be back with a fresh new episode next week on more of such interesting cultural and social conversations that are shaping the world of branding and marketing today. For feedback, please reach out to us at hgsmartcast on FB, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hgsmartcast.com. और सुनो नए नजरिए से दिस वॉज एन एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट ओरिजिनल एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट